With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Starscream here, and I am the lord and master of the GeekCast Radio Network. Don't tell Megatron. Hello and welcome to... All things Transformers. That is not the intro I wrote. <laughs> I don't care. It's why did you say? Well, I got thrown off because it says this August. Because we're celebrating, damn it! Take two. What? Well, we're celebrating. I'm trying to make it a little different. So this comes out this August. No, this is coming out like next week. This will. So the whole point of the winter of Bayhem. Oh, okay. I was confused because the word August was throwing me. I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with winter? <laughs> so I never made it into the first sentence because it was just like August was stuck really? in my head. Like this is wrong. This is wrong. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to all things Transformers. This August on All Things Transformers, we'll celebrate 15 years. That's crazy. Yep. And in all that time, we have only really reacted to the live action film news. Yes, we've covered a little bit of, you know, the films in version 2.0, episode 11, where we reviewed Dark of the Moon and Toy Cast. We did a supplemental discussing Revenge of the Fallen. But we've never done full reviews of the live-action films until, well, now. So, I am Steve Megatron, and joining me on this winter of Bayhem is TFG1 Mike. That's right. Originally, this was supposed to be the summer of Bayhem in 2022, celebrating the 15th anniversary of the first live-action film. Sadly, my life and moving and dealing with a whole new state, a whole new city, a whole new everything. But that's all behind us now. The winter of Bayhem. These will air from now january 25th 2023 i almost said 2021 for some odd reason <laughs> these will air january 5th 2023 25th 2023 to march 20th 2023 so over the next basically two and a half months we are going to give you six episodes of bumblebee tf 2007 revenge of the fallen dark of the moon age of extinction and the last night because not only is that quote unquote timeline order even though bumblebee is starting a new universe i wanted to put it here because i'm also doing this in my personal opinion the best film to the worst film and when i say yep. the worst film we'll get to it 
Yep. Sadly. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. But the main reason why I say The Last Night is the worst film for me is because I made it through the first 20 minutes and then turned it off. Like, I've never seen – I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen clips, but I've never seen it all the way through. So this is going to be all things Transformers is definitive live-action coverage of the Transformers films. And this is the only time we are ever going to do this, obviously, for these films specifically – once Rise of the Beast comes out, we'll obviously cover that and whatever else and, and all that. But yes. Uh, and we have several different categories here based off of the Studio 2009 thing. And of course, we always do just the facts. And I'm Charlie Watson. I'm 18. Today, actually. Is the Beetle for sale? Cures, kid. Happy birthday. Well, here's the deal. People can be terrible about things they don't understand. From now on, the only person you can show yourself around is me. Oh, I'm I'm good. Now I'm good. Thanks. There's a war raging on our planet. If this criminal isn't found, that war may find its way here. Is there anyone that can help you? Do you have a family? Oh, me. They're calling an army. I've seen firsthand. These things really are. There is only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down! My back, me! This is how we stop them. You've got me. I'm not going anywhere. Just the facts for Bumblebee, man, this movie, I cannot believe this movie only came out in 2018. And I say only, and 2018 was what, five years ago, six years, however the hell long ago it was? Too long. Yeah, too long. Uh, directed by Travis Knight, written by Christina Hudson, Hudson, uh, obviously based on Transformers by Hasbro, produced by etc., 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 starring Haley Steinfeld, John Cena, George Lindenborg Jr., John Ortiz, Jason Drucker, Pamela Adlon, and obviously voice cast Peter Cullen uh, as Optimus Prime. Uh, who does the 
uh, the voices for uh, Dylan O'Brien is the voice of Bumblebee. I thought he was a good Bumblebee. Yeah, I was. I I really enjoyed the voice cast that we got here, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the portrayals and the CGI uh, because let's face it, some of it has been kind of lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, right off the bat, you you start off this movie and it's Cybertron. Yeah. Like there's no no stinking humans. There's there's none of that crap, man. It's it's just it's strictly robots in disguise, and you know, Big War, Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, you know, Soundwave, Shockwave. It's it's just all out. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The beginning of this movie is what we have been wanting for a long time, and it finally took a director. And a script that wasn't technically Bay is still attached. He's his company's producing. He's producing whatever. But they, we can have a whole other discussion on a different podcast about this. But let's face it: the producer or executive producer title is like they throw that to everybody. Like you pay enough to a Patreon, you can be an executive producer of whichever project it is. You know, I mean, like it means nothing anymore. So, but yeah, the, the battle on Cybertron, absolutely love that sound wave and ravage. Very, very, very cool. And Hey, we get that's, that's one of my goals for this show this year. Obviously, also for the Geekcast, we have got to get John Bailey on this damn podcast because love that guy. He's awesome. He's the epic voice guy. He does the honest trailers for for Screen Junkies, but he has also done Optimus Prime in a number of things. Obviously not this, but he was in the the, Machinima series. Yes, he was in the Machinima series. And in this, he plays Shockwave and Soundwave. I almost didn't really know it was him as Soundwave because finally they came to their damn senses and used a vocoder. Yeah, I was I was quite pleased with how well this film came out, which I'm a little uh, I'm a little apprehensive because there's there's like the possibility that they're gonna botch. The Rise of the Beast movie. Um, actually, there's not a possibility. I just kind of know. Um, <laughs> it's it's let's just put it that way. Uh, so I, I'm I'm very biased, obviously, because it's Beast Wars. Yeah. And then and then there's the fact that we're dealing with uh, the beasts don't look anything like how they should. Um, and yes, it's subjective. I know. Uh, you know, different director, different changes. But I, I'm kind of, I think I got spoiled by this film. Yeah, we did. And and the portrayals that we got here, like the designs, like, yes, they modernized it. And I expect that. Like, I, I totally expect that. Mm-hmm. What I don't expect, however, is them to completely, uh, like, throw it, you know, throw it out the window, which is essentially what they did here. Yeah, they you know with the rise of the beast thing here, I felt at home. I was ecstatic. I was you know just pleased with the direction, with the the visuals we got, the voices. I mean, they were they were gung ho on making this thing 
you know, the Transformers. Absolutely. As, as we kind of expect it. And so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we can and talk. I didn't see this in theater either. <laughs> I, I didn't either. I, I haven't seen any of them in theater since the second one. Uh, so I went a little further than you. Um, Age of Extinction basically broke my back. I got to the point where I liked certain things in Age of Extinction, but by the end of that movie in, in the theater, I was like, yeah, nah, uh, if they do another one, fine, but I, I don't care. And then I started seeing last night stuff and I'm like, Oh great. And I freely admit this and I don't care paramount or whoever can come after me. Somebody not saying who somehow sent me the last night before it was out of theaters. And this is before, early access because of COVID happened and all this, this was 2018, 20, whenever it was, uh, but, or whenever last, la- wait, no, last night was 2017, 20, cause age of extinction was 2014. Right. I don't know. Anyway, I, don't know. I can't keep track. I got, I got sent this online for last night and I, I couldn't make it past 20 minutes of it. So, when that was pro- that was quite possibly the worst Transformers movie. Yeah, well, we'll I mean, I, like I said, that's why they're in the order that they're in for, for for this coverage, and I will sit through all of it because again, the re- another genesis of this coverage for us is uh, was it Christmas of twenty twenty one or yeah, it was probably Christmas of twenty twenty one. Over on Voodoo, I noticed that they had all of them. They had the six released films in a bundle and it was on sale. And I'm like, Oh, this is the best time for me to do this. I will just buy it. I will have all the movies we can do all because I remember, and this is way before obviously Bumblebee and everything else. And and we'll get to this when we get to the, the other ones. But like, I remember going after the physical copies of 2007 and Revenge of the Fallen. I don't think I went after the physical copies of Dark of the Moon because back then, I don't know. And I'll and I'll talk about those when we when we get to them. But Bumblebee 2018. Yeah, we open up on Cybertron. We then get you know all of that, and yeah, I love the fact that I guess it's part of car ownership that you name your car, which is fine. That's all well and good, but I kind of like that mine, but I mean, I technically did. If you count, (laughs) you know, the Ultimus that I had created, but I created that as a clone of prime before, before you just, I I just kind of was, yeah, I was just kind of like, all right, let's, uh, (laughs) you know, that, let's just call him Ultimus. And then I had that Josh Burcham art made. Yep. And it just kind of made more sense. Yep. But my point is, is that I was not expecting this. Like in, again, it's been 16 years, but in 2007, his name already was Bumblebee. In this, on Cybertron, he's Scout B-127. I, 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 I feel like, who is B-127? I feel like they overcomplicate it with these goofy names that they give things. I don't know. I... I don't feel like it's necessary. Yeah, I I don't either, but I 
I get it that it had to be done for the plot of the film for her to, for Charlie, Charlie Watts. Oh God. I almost said, uh, uh, Wilson for some odd reason, Charlene slash Charlie Wilson. Uh, you know, I, I like that she named him. I think that that was cool. And so, yeah, we get the battle on Cybertron, which oh, so, like, I can watch that on loop. Watch it on loop. That was what I wish the whole movie was. Yeah, I do too. But I like this though. I like. I didn't. I didn't mind. I didn't mind yeah. the girl though. Yeah, I like her. Well, well, and for me, so I, I had up until right before we did this episode of the podcast, I, I, ha- I've held off on watching this movie. I didn't see it in theaters, just like you said, and I just held off because I knew I wanted us to do the live action film coverage. And for me, it's like I don't want to have a totally preconceived notion of seeing it. Oh, I like sometimes some people will criticize me of just saying the most simplest way of how, why I like something instead of giving you this long dissertation of why I like it. Like I liked that that happened. That was cool. You know, instead of like this long, whatever. But like for me, I don't want to go into something I'm doing on a podcast where, Oh, I remember this. This was fun. Like it's not, you're talking about podcasting. That's, you know, so, uh, but I like this. I like that it's 1987. I love the music. It fits the entire film. It fits her. It fits the characters. It really, really works. And basically this movie is the Charlie and Bumblebee adventure. There really is no, it's, more about which is fine the, the the way that Christina Hudson and Travis Knight and all the producers did this film is the way all live action story films for Transformers should be handled I'm not saying the bots don't need to be there obviously it's Transformers they need to be there and I'm not saying the humans don't need to be there but they need to be there in a way that makes sense and for me the way that this made sense is telling it through her depression by the passing of her father and all of this. And, you know, I just liked it a lot. I really think this was a good plot and there really is no, I mean, technically there are two big bads, but I mean, there is no, it's nice that no Unicron, no Megatron, no, Okay, Starscream's there and, you know, whatever. But, like, it's just an adventure of her trying to help Bumblebee without it being heavy-handed. Yeah, and, I mean, we had Starscream Blitzwing in this, technically. And yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, which- yeah. Sector 7, I, I didn't find it as annoying as when John Turturro was there. Although, uh, I did enjoy part of, you know, Agent Simmons, you know, being there. Uh, just because yeah. he kind of added something, you know. But I felt like Bay's stuff was very surface level humor compared to this. Like, this was more natural. Yeah. You had, you know, Haley doing her character's role and, you know, kind of that goofy, you know, eighties kid. That's just Mm -hmm. not, not fitting in well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 
it wasn't it wasn't terrible. No. And the way that she and B interact, I think it was really, really great. And the way that the way that Bumblebee's story is told, they work in the memory loss of the damage system because Blitzwing, voiced by David Sobolov, uh, basically destroys his voice box and memory on Cybertron. Or is it on Earth when he does? Uh, it, anyway, we get the origin of why Bumblebee sounds like Radio B, which I like. I like that we get the origin of, how, like, that's what I wanted from day one. Like, Again, like you were saying, in the Bay movies, it's just kind of like, oh, this is just what we're doing now. No no explanation. No. Like, I think there is a throwaway line in 2007, like, he got damaged or he got injured in battle. Like, no, yeah. show me how it mother-flunking happened. Well, they do that here, and I love it. I think it's cool, and I think it's great. Uh, what do you think of... <laughs> John Cena as Jack Burns. I didn't mind it. I mean, he's obviously like, he's not his strong point. I don't see him as a strong actor, but I didn't mind him. Yeah. He, he played the role. Well, he played the, you know, your typical, you know, army guy really well. I, it didn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. I I, how well it worked, you know? Yeah. John has always done well with the military stuff because he has acted as that several times in his other films. Uh, I remember he was the Marine. He was in other movies and whatever else. And he has a huge respect for the military as we all should. Uh, And I just, I think his characterization as Jack Burns fit into this well, because he's not like Simmons where it's, it's kind of hard to compare John Cena and John Turturro because um, one's a you know giant muscle bound guy and the other one's John Turturro, but it's one of those things where <laughs> Simmons was over the top and he was meant to be over the top, and Cena's character of Burns is meant to be this commander, this this colonel, this no nonsense army guy. And I think it really, really works. And I think once he understands that he had been lied to by the Decepticons and he figures out that B is not the enemy, it's, it's great. And Haley is, she's, I had almost forgot this was her because I have only seen her in the Disney plus Hawkeye series as Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. And in this, she looks so much younger than she does in that. Oh yeah, totally. Like yeah. yeah. No, but she's she is a a talented actress and does really absolutely. Well yeah. I did not despise her at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I love I, her. I yeah. I would have vastly preferred that they had focused a part of the Transformers franchise around her character mm-hmm. instead of what we got for the last several, like. Uh, Cade, uh, I believe that was Mark. Uh, Mark Cade Yeager. Yep. Yeah, he was the only interesting character aside from Optimus Prime in those last two films. But pretty much those films were throwaway. This yeah. was not. This was like you know the journey of a kid, you know, a teen in their car, and you know both trying to find their place in the world, and you know, and and then you get to the Shia LaBeouf stuff and it's, it's kind of, it's more, 
it's more sex appeal than anything else because they've got, you know, Megan Fox or they've got the, you know, the, the pretender in the second film or they've got the underwear model in the third film. And, but I mean, like overall, and, and they, it wasn't that it was like bad per se, like, but the, the it was just a lot of, a lot of uh, spectacle and no substance on yeah. those five. Whereas this one had kind of a nice balance of everything. Yeah, it it balances the entire way of doing a Transformers thing well. See, the other ones remind me, and I know we'll get more into those later, but the other ones yeah. remind me more of those terrible two G.I. Joe films that we got. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, whereas, like, the, fir- the first movie didn't. But beyond that mm-hmm. one, it felt like I was watching, because I rewatched the G.I. Joe movies, like, a while back, and I was like... Yeah. They all seem very similar. Like, there's nothing special. Yeah. I, I know you're going somewhere. I, well, I... <laughs> as everyone should know who has listened to this podcast for the last f- almost 15 years now, I am a nostalgist. I rely and I base a lot of my stuff on nostalgia. And I use Facebook memories almost every day that they show me I have memories of every year that whatever. So I was looking through my Facebook memories the other day and I'm like, wait a minute. I watched GI Joe retaliation for a podcast. Number one, I don't even know if we recorded, if I recorded that podcast. Number two, I don't remember a damn thing about GI Joe retaliation. The second film. And I know I have, I haven't seen snake eyes because I I'm avoiding that like a plague, but uh, yeah, because I'm just not a G.I. Joe isn't my main thing. I like it. I think it's cool. I liked Rise of Cobra for what it was. I, you know, same thing I, with, I, you know, I didn't mind like I didn't mind the actors they chose for the Joes on either the first or the second film. Yeah, uh, the second film, I was kind of bummed that they knocked off a lot of the characters from the first film. Yep, And then uh, I mean, and then they completely wiped. Destro and Baroness from the second film. It was Cobra Commander, but he it was different. Yeah. I wasn't happy with Cobra Commander in either film or his origin. It's just all of it kind of was real weird. And so, I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen something closer to the source material. Yeah. Which this film did. Def- yeah, definitely is. I, you know, as, and as someone who has gone through some losses in the last few years, I know a lot of us have, but like my mom in 2015, my, you know, Karen in, in 2021 and all that, like I, I look at the character of Charlie and I really sympathize with her and empathize with her because I know exactly, you know, you need something to get you through. And luckily she finds me and she has her music and, and all of that, and she's, you know, just trying to make it in the world, and we get all these giant robots, and, and yeah. So, the only scene in this entire movie that I really was cringing at, I thought it was cool, I thought it was interesting, I just thought it went on a little bit too long, is when Bumblebee doesn't listen to Charlie and doesn't stay in the garage and ends up going in the house and wrecking the house. I... Uh, and it's 
I like it makes me cringe, but not necessarily in a bad way. It's more of like I'm embarrassed for the character of Bumblebee. Like, oh yeah, yeah. no, don't do that. Be no, yeah, don't. He's, he's like rubbing his head, and he's like, oh, uh-huh. like, yeah, like realizing he's screwed up, and he's like, yeah, you know, fish out of water type story. And then the whole house ends up being. I'm like, oh man, that sucks. It just sucks. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the only negative I have on this film is that I I was I was a little bit out of the the let's make Bumblebee have funny moments and have him destroy their house. That's the only thing that I did not like. Everything else I liked. Even the kid, even um, Memo, the um, the new uh, the new love interest or whatever you want to call him or the other teenager, I guess you could say. I, at first I was like, I don't know about this, but, uh, but, but he was cool. He was fine. He was fun. And I liked that eventually she felt that she could open up to him and they kind of go through the adventure together. Uh, and I like seeing the the uh, the Sector Seven stuff. I like kind of seeing the you know quote unquote beginnings of Simmons, Angela Bassett as Shatter, and Justin Thoreau as Dropkick. Man, whew, the Decepticons in this—at least the ones on Earth. I, you know, the ones that are on Earth facing that you know facing against Bumblebee and and Charlie. I like them. I I. Because part of this whole movie's plot is they have to find where the Autobots are going to go because they do a mass exodus of Cybertron. Cybertron has fallen because of the Decepticons, obviously, and Optimus gives Bumblebee scouting orders to scout ahead to Earth, make sure the Decepticons don't find you. And they keep losing Bumblebee's signal because his signal keeps going in and out, and then they finally zone in on it and get down there and I like that it's technically probably too new. I've never heard of these characters before. I've tried watching Proto Man's Transformers Slag podcast to see if, you know, I've I've listened to him talk about these characters before, but like as far as I can tell, these are wholly new Transformers and they're triple changers. Hmm. Oh, they're triple changers. It's not Astro Train and it's not I mean we did have Blitzwing on on Cybertron, but like I just, I love that triple changing gimmick. And once I realized they were triple, like literally my jaw dropped. I was like, Ooh, yeah, that's fun. So I liked them again. I like that. It's not the whole Decepticon army yet. I know that's obviously going to be coming because even though we are starting this at the beginning of our coverage, this technically quote unquote starts a new transformers film universe because rise of the beasts, continuity wise as far as release is the next film later this year but yeah i everything about this the like you said the visuals the visual effects of the robots and like when i'm sure she wasn't she was probably behind obviously behind a green screen or she probably would like the times that charlie holds bumblebee's face in her hands finally like that looked real to me even though i know it's an effect because i know technically bumblebee probably isn't there when she's doing that yeah uh, you know i i know that it's cgi i understand that but i'm gonna say right now this is probably the most 
humanity-filled Transformers film we've ever had. Like, it looks natural for the humans and the robots to be interacting. The others, they do, but they, like, Sam is just using Bumblebee to get in Megan Fox's pants. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Cade Yeager, he, he's got his own issues dealing with his daughter and her her um, um, statutory rapist. We'll get into that way down the line. But Bumblebee, 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 Bumblebee. I love it. I thought it was great. It's it's so fun. And I got to say, Dylan O'Brien as the voice of Bumblebee before he loses his, his voice box is he's not my number one favorite voice of like, obviously number one favorite voice of Bumblebee is Dan Gilbazan. But like, if I was to put like a second and third tier on that, it would probably go Johnny Young Bosch because he voiced him in the War for Cybertron video games. And then obviously... Uh, Will Friedel in the Robots in Disguise cartoons. Uh, Dylan O'Brien would be right there next to Will Friedel. And, I mean, this is the first thing I've I've even... Like, I'm looking at his filmography, and I have not seen any of the movies that he's been in. I've seen the Maze Runner films. Okay. Are they any good? Um, And I think I've seen the internship, but I can't remember. The, the Maze Runner, it's kind of a... Uh, dystopian dystopian science, future. Yep, science fiction. Yep. Yep. Um, and there's, there's a couple of movies in that yeah. franchise. There's like three. Uh, I haven't seen anything else that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, he's got, was that? No, that's, it doesn't list it. Uh, that's, uh, let's see. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like him. Obviously I like Haley Steinfeld. I was surprised that this is essentially, I mean, I know he's done other things, but this was pretty much, okay, he, this was, oh, no, that, that's, I remember this in the, in the news stories. So, uh, Travis Knight, you know, he, his first directorial debut in 2016 was a, uh, stop-motion animated action fantasy film, Kubo and the Two Strings. Bumblebee was his live-action directorial debut. For someone who has been all, like, producer and and writer or animator and, and other things, th- for a Transformers film to be your directorial debut and for it to be as good as Bumblebee is, that's amazing. Yep. What else would you like to say about Bumblebee, sir? I feel like I've been uh, kind of running the gambit here. I mean, I, I kind of took over the beginning, but... <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I I was pleased with how, how well the film came out mm-hmm. by comparison. And, I mean, yes, it had holdovers from Bay, but they kind of cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. So, like... Yeah, Bay was a producer because he kind of launched the whole thing. Yeah. And then, uh, but, I mean, and then you have, you know, the same Lorenzo and Tom DeSanto and Don Murphy and, you know, some of these guys that have been on the Transformers film since, you know, they launched. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I, if I had to, you know, I, out of these these Transformers films, this is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. 
followed by the very first movie. Yep, 2007. Yep. But most of the characters, sadly, other than Haley Steinfeld's Charlie Watson, mm-hmm. kind of forgettable. I mean, Jack Burns, John Cena was not. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know if they're going to hold him over for the next film. Um, they could. They could. But I don't think they will. I think they're going to go in a totally different direction. I, I mean, I know the movie comes out later. When's it supposed to release? It's this year, June. No, I, I know. Oh, June 9th of this year. And you would think, hmm, that's interesting. You would think Rise of the Beast would have would have more. So according to, again, take with grain of salt, uh, Anthony Ramos, Dominic Fishback, Luna Lauren Velez, and Toby, I cannot pronounce that person's last name. Uh, Those are the only actors listed as humans. And then we have, obviously, the Transformers with Optimus, uh, Optimi between Prime and Primal. Uh, Bumblebee, we've got Peter Dinklage as Scourge. I don't understand, but okay. His voice. Yeah. Okay. He's got that kind of gravelly, mm. like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He'll, this he'll is do the that gravelly voice when he's talking as Scourge, you know. And so. Yeah. I mean, I I get it, but. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I'm still bummed that they didn't get, the Beast Wars actors to reprise. Yeah. Their character like they did for Peter Cullen. Yeah. And I, I feel like Peter Cullen, I feel like this is going to be his swan song. Mm. I, I, I I get this vibe that they're going to promote Primal. No, they could. In, into his position. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not thrilled with some of the voice cast, to be honest, but... You know, we, we, we've said this before in other records and other podcasters and other video people, YouTubers, and people have said this. The man is 81 years old. He'll, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, so, I mean, it just depends on when he want. like, if they go and ask him, you know, that, you know, that's great. If they don't, they don't. And we have... I'm going to phrase it this way, but it's not meant with any malice. We have plenty of either sound-alikes, replacements, or people who could do Prime that is not Peter Cullen-ish. If you want the people who sound alike, you've got John Bailey. To a slightly lesser extent, you have Jake Fushi, if people want to use him, which is fine. Yeah, you got Dr. Smoove. You've got, uh, who is the other? Uh, You got, uh, look. We did the the one season of, of Earthspark so far. I like Alan Tudyk as Optimus Prime in Earthspark. So, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Rise of the Beasts, but this film, and from what I've seen of Rise of the Beasts, it seems maybe that's why the human cast, at least to this point, is so small, because it basically seems like, just like this film, they are heavily on the bots, which is great. I think that's cool. I think that's the way a Transformers... Yes, you're going to need some human interaction, but you don't need you know... 
Dark of the Moon or Age of Extinction interaction. I, I don't know. But, but yeah. So, again, I'm on IMDb here looking to see if IMDb has anything different with, with the, with the, um, and I, and I feel John Cena obviously is, has celebrity enough that if he was going to be in Rise of the Beasts as Jack Burns, it would have already been announced because he would be the biggest human cast name outside of Michelle Yeoh, which she's, I mean, she's voicing Air Razor. So, but Bumblebee, it's a fun film, folks. It's a, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is. It's a great Transformers live action film. It really, really is. It's so fun. And it's so good. Uh, Zero to five. What are you going to give it? I'll give it a 4.5. Not not a perfect, but it was good enough that I I felt satisfied at the end of the film. Yeah, same here for me. I'm also going going to give it a 4.5 because there like I said, if there's only one moment that I just didn't like the bumblebee in the house moment, like that was the only time I wasn't losing interest. I was just like I'm just like kind of like half cackling to myself and just shaking my head and just going, be no, be no, no. Every, literally every step he took in that house, I knew what what was going, like him trying to use the television. I knew what was going to happen there. Him trying, I, I was like, oh, at first, and I knew this wasn't going to stay this way, but I was like, oh, He's sitting on the couch. It'll be fine. And I'm like, it's a 3,000 ton robot. It's not, the couch is going to, I'm like, oh, so I saw that coming. I got to talk about, before we kind of close this out eventually, Pumblebee's transformations. Man, it's like they knocked him into Hot Rod or something. Like, granted, his his transformation from car to, to robot is fine. It's one transformation, but all these other disguises that he ends like he (laughs) to get in and out of the situations that he and Charlie get into. Like uh, there's one of them. I forget what it's when he's, was is it when he's in the house, he either transforms into like some sort of vacuum. Like he, I don't know. It was this weird. I'll have to see if I can get the screen grab of it, but I love the way that his role was done in this movie in every aspect. So, and I also have to talk about the music because I wouldn't be who I am without talking about the music. And basically the music is an entire like eighties filled soundtrack. Haley actually has one song on here back to life, but basically, you know, you've got the Smiths, Howard Jones, Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, Duran Duran, Steve Winwood, aha, tears for fears. Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. So you got those two seconds. And I love this scene. And I love that it's only two seconds. But, like, I believe this is the first film that finally did this. When they're on the cliff and he's tr- Bumblebee is trying to convince Charlie. What's the only song that they could play in that moment? Is The Touch. Yes. Oh, God. So good. So good, absolutely love that. I hope I hope uh, Stan gets all the royalties from that one. Obviously, he will, but you know what I mean. Uh, you know, Sammy Hagar, Wang Chung, Simple Ma. Like the fact that again, this is 1987. 
if I remember right, Breakfast Club was Breakfast Club in '84 or '85? Oh God. Um, but anyway, uh, "Don't You Forget About Me" by Simple Minds is the last song in Breakfast Club with "Ha Ha," <laughs> which again I love that. They have Breakfast Club in this movie because technically we have Hot Rod in a Transformers movie because technically that's uh, Judd Nelson. That's because he played Bender in, in Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Wow. That damn. All right. So closing thoughts on Bumblebee, sir. One of the recommended films that I would go with and mm-hmm. that I would I would say if if you're a Transformers purist, this is this is what this is what I would recommend you watch and actually just start with this film. Yeah, because uh, it, it just it gets it doesn't get better from here, but it doesn't get like entirely worse, at least right away. Um, and this kind of gives you that better foundation of them before they crashed on earth, even though it's going to probably splinter off in a totally different direction with rise of the beast. Right. But for right now it does work as a soft reboot or as a prequel film, yes. which is what they intended. Yes. The, the, the soft reboot is what they intended. Prequel film is what they intended. And like you said, it does work. And it is good, and it is cool, and it is fun. I do like that. So she finds Bumblebee at the junkyard. Because that's where he ends up. And then in 2007, that we'll get to next time, he ends up at a car dealership in basically the used pile of car, Like, basically the junk pile of cars. You know, I, I think that's that's cool. That's 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 awesome. That's that's great. And yeah, I'm I'm interested to go back at, and and see 2000s all of these films really to see what what they are going to do with them and whatever else. So, well, we've rated it. We've given you all of our thoughts. This is only 45 minutes or so, but we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some ads and some other stuff, and we'll come back to close the show after this. Hey all, P.R. here, inviting you to come over and check out my channel on YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash P.R., P-E-A-U-G-H. We got Transformers uh, for the most part. We got some action figures. Whatever we really strikes my fancy and looks cool and uh, feel like checking out. So come over here. We got some tabletop gaming now over there. But uh, just a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for watching. I hope uh, everybody's having a great time. And uh, just come over and have some fun. YouTube.com slash PR. Thanks. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. Ba weep, grana. Weep, ninibong. Hey, guys. It's Rodimus Primal. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. Hello, all sentient beings. 
Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6O and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here on All Things Transformers in the Winter of Bayhem. Any final words you might have for the listeners before I run through the closing, sir? Autobots, transform and roll out. We didn't sing his praises enough because he really isn't in this movie, but I mean, he is, but he really isn't in the main crux after the side. Peter Cullen. It's so nice to see him, hear him, and he actually looks like Optimus Prime. On the Cybertron scene, in the little visuals that they do, obviously with the with, with the message that he sends Bumblebee, and the best moment in any Transformers live-action film with Optimus Prime, the end of this movie... <laughs> He has the trailer, and he looks like he's supposed to look. I know, and then somehow <laughs> it never will again. Well, here, here's I, I'm going to miss. I'm I'm not going to lie. Like I, I obviously we haven't seen the new movie, so I have no idea to judge it yet. Yeah, we're however, not judging it yet. Yeah, however, I would have preferred if Travis Knight had stuck around for a few more. I've seen, because I follow him on Instagram, I've seen several of Stephen Cagle or Capel Jr.'s like posts about the movie and everything else. And he looks like to be, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I would have loved to see if, if Travis could stick around to do more. But 
I don't think Steven is out to do something that is not... No, 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 no. And I, I figured as much. I just meant... I was pleased with the visual direction of this film. Yeah. And so that that was more so what I meant. Yeah. It was no slight against the director of Rise of the Beast. I just... Yeah. That was just personal... Yeah. Um, uh, personal preference here. Yeah. And this will be Rise of the Beasts will be his third film directing. He's directed The Land, whatever that was from 2016, Creed 2 uh, from 2018, and now this year we have Rise of the Beasts. I, I will say that I like that they are going with essentially unknown people for directors now. Like they are not trying to throw Spielberg in there as the director, or they're not trying to get Michael Bay back as the director, or they're not trying to go after insert famous director here. Like they're not going after the Orson Welles of directors. They're going after people that have, I don't want to sit, like I don't know how much I I you know honestly I would love to see if we can get a trans uh, transformed wow a Travis Knight interview to see how much of a Transformers fan he is I mean based on what he's done he seems like he's a you know maybe he grew up with it maybe from what I've again what I've seen from Stephen Cable Jr he's into it too so you know. Who knows? But I like this this kind of fresh direction. I think it's cool. And like we've already said, whether you put Rise of the Beasts or not, Bumblebee before 2007 or at the end of last night starting this new universe, it's a good thing. So, all right, folks, we are going to close it out. Thank you for joining us here on All Things Transformers. If you'd like to get in contact with us and leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to, watch, and or comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and any pod- other podcatching client you choose to use. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio is for the network. At all things TFV3 is for the show. I am at TFGUN Mike. What is your Twitter? At SCP21. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. You can also check out all things Transformers over there as well. Join us next time when Steve and I will be talking about In the Winter of Bayhem, Transformers 2007. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Steve Megatron. We hope you'll transform and transcend with us as we make our way through the Bayhem here on All Things Transformers. <laughs> yeah.
I wish to speak to my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs>